So it's not that we worship the Bible, but the deal is, is we cannot know who God is without knowing his word. He's limited the revelation of himself, his character and who he is to his word. We can know through creation that, well, there's a powerful being out there. He's majestic. He's intelligent and all these things. But we cannot know by looking at creation that God is a redeemer. And so what, that's what you see in the Old Testament. God is flat out. He's a redeemer. He's come to redeem humanity. I remember back in Bible college many years ago, uh, Robert Dennison was the teacher I had. We had this song in Bible study methods class, study to show yourself to prove unto God a workman that needs not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. And there was a little song he sang with it, no, I'm going to spare you, I'm not going <laughs> to sing, but we want to welcome you to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint as we talk about learning how to study our Bibles. And I'm looking forward to visiting with a very good longtime friend of mm-hmm. mine, Ginger Whitehorn. Used to yes. be when I first met her, Ginger Purdue. Yes. But God has blessed you with a wonderful man, Tim yes. Whitehorn. Family, Ginger, welcome to the show. Thank you, Byron. Thank you for having us. So one thing you did when you were back in school, you majored in percussion at the University of Memphis. Is that right? I, you have an incredible memory. I, yes, well, I did. I mean, how do you forget? Not many girls you would think that would major in percussion. It's a lot of fun. You used to play those big timpani drums in the mm-hmm. choir. Still play. You still do that? Mm-hmm. Still do freelance work. Where has some of your drumming taken you? Have you traveled in anything with Well, that? I have. Of course, I have played at Bellevue for years, right. and we've taken two mission trips to Brazil and Romania, so that would be international travel gotten to play in nicaragua some on some other mission trips i've been on but i've played all over the city i mean i don't there's probably not a venue i haven't played <laughs> drums in really mostly church work now though right. and just very focused on worship music we we'll also want to welcome today iva may iva's husband stan together they've been married for over 36 plus years is that right 37 years this year 37 years stan of course has been a professor at mid-america baptist theological seminary and you guys have been together a while. You're also a grandma. Just became a grandmother uh, in April on tax day. Yes, April 15th. Uh-oh. We had a wonderful little addition to our family, little Owen May. Congratulations. Thank you. Nothing like that. I know Ginger's looking forward to that day. We have a couple of little grandgirls, and they're always exciting. But as I opened up and talked about that verse, study to show yourself to prove unto God a workman who needs not to be ashamed. And I have to confess to you, ladies, I think oftentimes I'm ashamed because I'm not as consistent in my study of God's Word. I went to Bible college. I get to these periods sometimes where I just am not consistent doing consistent Bible reading, you know? And we know in order to, as Christians, and to accomplish what God wants us to do in the relationship that we have with Him it's good to know his word, to meditate on his word, have his word, you know, transform us. Because by the renewing of your mind, you're transformed and you can know what God's will is, what the word tells us. So why is it that we struggle so much about when it comes to Bible study, you think, Iva? Well, I think a couple of reasons. I, I think oftentimes you start in the Bible and you start in Genesis with good intentions. I'm going to read Genesis and you get Exodus and this is really great because it's all narrative. And then you get to Leviticus and you know the Leviticus is a killer book. And then you're like, man, I don't even know what's going on. And so then you, I believe many people resort to the easiest parts of the Bible to read Psalms, Proverbs, and go straight to the New Testament. While they overlook some of the the wealth of Scripture, I believe the, uh, the Old Testament especially lets us know who God is, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus talked about God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so I think it's imperative that we understand that God has revealed himself uh, to individuals earlier on in the story of the Bible and then corporately to Israel. 
And uh, without the understanding, we won't understand his relationship with us. We won't understand our spiritual formation process. We won't understand God's ways. And we will just own just a couple of theological beliefs, but we won't be good apologetics uh, and good apologetics. We can't defend our faith. So I believe the whole counsel of God, God yes. gave us all of it for yeah. us to know and understand. Let's back up if we can just a moment and take us prior to your discovery of what reading the Bible chronologically, okay. and we're going to get into the definition of what that's about and how that has revolutionized both of your lives. Take us back prior to that okay. and just what life was like in your yeah. day-to-day study of God's Word. I had a radical conversion experience when I was 16 years old, and I began to read through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. So I've read through my Bible every year since I was 16 years old. But it was a game-changer when I uh, came across a chronological Bible in 1999, began to read it as it's put together chronologically so that you begin to see the whole story, the story arc of the Bible, and grow an appreciation of God's intentional revelation to humanity and uh, so that was a game changer for me to understand that the Bible is a complete story. And then breaking it up into passages of time and paying attention to what God is doing here and how it continues as it marches through the storyline of the Bible. And it was just a game changer for me learning how to be able to. You know, another thing that really helped me was I went on a mission trip to uh, Myanmar and I was exposed to this group of millennials. And they didn't have any Bibles, and I went upstairs from the, in the hotel and brought them down a Bible and opened up the index and explained to them what they could expect to read, the story arc of the Bible, by just looking at the index of the Bible. And I thought then, people deserve a better explanation in that, because they're going to do like many people uh, have done. They're going to get to Leviticus and quit and move straight to the New Testament. That's really sad, because God has revealed himself through redemptive history, and to not know his redemptive history is to miss a lot about God's activity, misunderstand his ways and his purpose. 66 books of the Bible, 39 in the Old Testament, 22 in the New Testament, but it all reveals an amazing story, and it all it connects together. It does. Yeah. Well, a beautiful thing about the chronological Bible is you get, um, like, for instance, the Psalms. You read typically the Psalms as one bulk, one book, and you, like, read that. But the chronological Bible takes them and puts each of the Psalms in their uh, historical context. So if David is responding to a situation, you have that Psalm. That's his response to that situation. Now, some of the Psalms, they look together together because there's not a lot of internal evidence to give you an indication exactly where that falls in history. But what you have is you have, in the midst of the divided kingdom era, the prophet who's prophesying during that time, that book is brought forward into that historical context. So you better understand, why was Amos responding the way he was responding, or Hosea, that incredible book about the spiritual idolatry, harlotry of the children of Israel? When you read that in context, it opens up Hosea. And Ginger, how did you get on board? Where were you prior to learning about the chronological method? Well, I was invited by Donna Gaines to join her discipleship group, and she was friends with Iva. That's what Donna started using. She had been looking. Donna and I had had many conversations about looking for better discipleship material. And so Donna started using Iva's Chronological Bible discipleship material. And I joined the group and started with that in January, and we did it all year long. So we read through the Bible and um, I got to tell you, it just, I fell in love with God. I fell in love with his word like never before. And I have. Can, can you explain that? I mean, what was it particularly that made you feel that something well, was changing? You know, when Did you, you become stagnant or what was it? Um, I think you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think you could say I, I was stagnant. As a matter of fact, I remember praying in the beginning of the Bible study, God, I don't love your word. Just 
hunger after your word like I see some people hunger. I don't hunger after you. I don't love you the way I feel like I need to. I see others that are living out their faith in front of me, and I, I don't have that. I know I don't have that. I want that. And was praying that in the beginning of starting to read his word. And I will say that I tried many times to read the Bible through and got frustrated and quit. Because when we read a novel, let's say a fiction novel, we don't start in chapter 1, chapter 2, jump to chapter 7, go to 8, 9, back to chapter 4, then to chapter 10. But the Bible, Bible that we typically call the Bible as we know it, is not arranged in chronological order. So, therefore, it skips around like that. So I was finding that when it would mention Pharaoh, I'm like, well, which Pharaoh is this? Abimelech. Which Abimelech is this? And so it was very confusing. I would get frustrated, confused, and I would stop. But with the chronological, it's just not that way. So, So what happens is in a normal novel, there's the setting, right, in the very beginning, and it and it's setting up the characters. And as each chapter goes, the character unfolds, and you get to know the character a little bit better. So when you're reading the Bible chronologically, that's what happens. I find myself, by the time getting through halfway through the Old Testament, I'm like, well, of course God did that because I saw him do it in Genesis and in Exodus and later in First Kings. And so I started, whether I realized it or not, I started getting to know God on a much more intimate level about and, who he was and how he acts. And how long after you started this were you discovering this was changing you? Maybe three months. It was quite a while ago, Byron. I was sure. trying to remember. That was yeah. probably 13 years ago. But um, but you were just being consistent on a daily basis of right. following the chronological read. It's about a 10 to 15 minute read every day, and it takes you through the Bible chronologically in one year. One of the things that, that happened to me, because I, I grew up in a, in a very broken home, and I had all kinds of ideas about God as it related to my, my broken dad, who was abusive and all these things. And so when I read the Old Testament, I'm like, God, you are so mean and hard. And Jesus, I, who can measure up? And so the tempt, temptation is to run to the New Testament where Jesus seems friendly and kind and approachable. But what I begin to understand that God was responding to hardness of heart, to brokenness of humanity, to the rebellion that resides in the human heart. And God was simply responding to mankind. Even in the midst of that response, he was showing grace and being merciful and being kind and being redemptive. You know, so it was a game changer for me because I came to the Bible with all kinds of strange ideas about God that were just wrong. They were idols in my mind that I had imagined him to be, but they were not true about who God is. As I began to read it and see it as a story, I began to see God as personal and real and intimate and gracious and kind. I think you made a good point there because I think many, and especially some of the younger generation today, when they look back in the Old Testament and they see, it seems like an angry God. Why would he do the things he does or command these people to do these certain things? They see a separation. They see even maybe a different God from the Old Testament and the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So this could possibly change those thoughts. Oh, absolutely. And I believe that's God's goal and intent of his word. I remember in the same mission trip in Myanmar, I was in one of the, I think it was the third most holy place in Hinduism or Buddhism. 
And um, and so I was watching there on a the platform people coming to offer their flowers and pray their prayers and rub gold filigree on this huge big rock. And I'm just sitting there watching this whole thing take place. And I reminded, I, I first came to memory of something I read that very morning. It's in Psalm, I think it's Psalm 103, verse 2, and it says that he has exalted his word above his name. So it's not that we worship the Bible, but the deal is, is we cannot know who God is without knowing his word. He's limited the revelation of himself, his character and who he is to his word. We can know through creation that, wow, there's a powerful being out there. He's majestic. He's intelligent and all these things. But we cannot know by looking at creation that God is a redeemer. And so that's what you see in the Old Testament. God is flat out. He's a redeemer. He's come to redeem humanity. I think that's an interesting point, too, because in today's world, the Bible, is it really relevant to my life? It was written so long Mm -hmm. ago. This seems like it puts a whole different perspective, Ginger, when you look at the Bible in a chronological fashion. Absolutely. I have testimonies of just how I would open up the Bible on that day's reading, and it would be in Jeremiah and it was speaking exactly to what I was experiencing that day. God's word is relevant. He is in every word, in every verse of every chapter of every single book. You mentioned Mia Moore. But Ginger, you've also had a heart for missions. You've spent some time in South America, and you've traveled to Nicaragua. Have you both traveled together overseas and mm-hmm. worked with some pastors, I believe? Is yes, that right? we have. I went to Nicaragua. We worked with a group of pastors, but it was more than pastors. It's church leaders, both male and female. And so we went on uh, one year, and we told the storyline of the Old Testament, era by era. And so there was a lot of review time mixed into the, the itinerary. So our goal was not to just give you the story of the Bible, but for you to learn it for yourself, for you to learn to retell it. And then you'd go back to wherever your context is, and you're telling that story. And then the next year, we went back, and we gave them the New Testament piece of that. At, we reviewed the Old Testament we built the New Testament for them and put it all together for them. What was amazing is we used this 14-era graphic to help people give them a memory device. They look and see, and they can track the storyline of the Bible. So we gave them vinyl posters for them to take back to their, their ministry context. And there were people traveling all over the country saying, I want to tell you the story of the Bible. It was really amazing. Do you both speak Spanish fluently? Neither one of us speaks Spanish. <laughs> My daughter speaks Spanish. She acted as our translator. She's she's bilingual and uh, fluent. And so she acted as our translator. Jennifer. But we have other people who are part of our CBT network who are also Spanish speakers. Ginger, you and I were talking on the phone. I think I've had my story straight. You were telling me that some of the pastors, and maybe one particular pastor that you talked to in Nicaragua, said that he had been reading his Bible for many years, possibly seminary trained, did not learn while he was in seminary, reading the Bible chronologically, and he's really has gotten more out of his time with God, understanding who God is based on this style of reading. Right. He had never read the Bible chronologically, had never been exposed to a chronological way of studying the Bible. So we went down and we put on that conference and we did the 14 eras, an overview of the Bible, dividing the Bible into 14 different eras. We taught that and we taught the Old Testament in depth. At that time, he his quote was, I've been a pastor for 30 years. I have gone through seminary, graduated seminary. And he said, the seminary taught me theology. It did not teach me the Bible. And I feel like I'm learning the Bible for the first time in my life, and I can't wait to get back home and study my Bible. So that speaks for itself, does it not? Oh, my. Wow. You've been traveling, I think, there for several years, right? I have been traveling there for many years, but um, with CBT, we're hoping to go back this year, and we'll be our third year. Okay. I've been studying the chronologically, and it started changing your life personally. 
What determined you were going to create this nonprofit to move forward in a new way to expose others? For me, is is I only have one life to live, and I want to be a good steward of that life. And so for me, is to write books and write materials, is I don't need another car. I don't need a newer house. I don't need to upgrade anything. I really need resources to invest in the kingdom of God. And so all the resources that we sell through CBT, it goes straight into our nonprofit, and it pays for it. Like we're having some things that are translated into Spanish. We built a website. We're doing all kinds of things to build an infrastructure so that we can teach the story of the Bible, bring it in different languages, and so on. So my heart and desire is to, you know, after I I die, the story lives on because we have responded to the 21st century Christianity using the technology that's available to us, and we want to be able to use those vehicles to get the story out. Mention books. I don't know how many books you've written besides this one, but I have Book of Threads that you handed me when you walked into the studio here, weaving the tapestry from the life of faith from Genesis to Revelation. Yes, sir. So tell me about this book. Well, it was a a book on my heart. I kind of sketched it out a couple of years ago, and I get really busy in ministry, and I need people who will challenge me. So I have a son who said, Mom, where are you on that book? And I'm like, "Uh, you know what, I'm I'm hitting or miss. So he said, well, promise me that you'll give a day a week to writing. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. That costs way too much discipline. And uh, But I did this last year. So I worked every Friday until I got the book done. So what it is is it's taking the 14 eras of Scripture, teaching the storyline of the Bible, but it's also identifying what I would call threads or sub-stories in there, like the story of sexual brokenness, walking you through the whole storyline of the Bible. Because what we've done in the past is we will respond to someone struggling with some sexual identity or whatever, and we'll throw a verse at them. Jesus would have never done that with a person. You know, so teaching people, there's actually a story that's developing behind the scenes through the whole storyline of the Bible about sexual brokenness. It's there. We don't see it. But once you see it, it's a game changer. It is such a huge, useful tool to be able to interact with people who are broken in that area. But you see those, what I call sub-stories, that they're fluid all the way through the story once you... Need an infrastructure to see them. Once you have that infrastructure, you begin putting those things together. Well, practically, you mentioned sexual brokenness. There's also the story of marriage, the story of boundaries, the story of time, spiritual formation, human suffering, the story of redemption. I mean, this is just life, right where yes. you are. And that's why uh, Bible literacy is so critical. Understanding the Bible for me chronologically is because it's, it's relevant for today. We're broken people, but we're not more broken than any generations prior to us. The same God who interacts with them is the very same God who interacts with us. So Amen. the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Moses, the God of Israel, the Lord of hosts is his name. That is our God. So how he worked in ancient world amongst broken people just like us is exactly how he works with us today. Okay, ladies, how do we start? Somebody's out there right now listening. They're watching on Facebook and our live stream, and they're going, I don't know where to begin, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you do to get started? Well, you get a chronological Bible. I use Tyndale's One Year Chronological Bible because it comes in three different translations using the same chronology. You have the NLT, the newer, the NIV, and you have the New King James. There are other chronological Bibles out there. They follow their chronologies very slightly. But you don't have a product like Tyndale's where it comes in three different translations using the same chronology. So it depends on what's your flavor and how you want to read the Bible that way. You don't necessarily have to go out and buy a a special Bible. Mm. And they're cheap. A chronological Bible, you can get them for less than $15. So you recommend that more than going and and just like using your own Bible and trying to flip the pages going back and forth? Yeah, I would recommend getting a chronological Bible. Mm -hmm. Because I I have my regular Bible that I study with, but I've read through the chronological Bible now since 1999. What, 20 years? 
Did the math? Did, did yeah, she, twenty years. She's the math. I don't know. Right. Well, <laughs> two thousand nineteen. Yeah, so twenty years. And so yeah. I used to buy them in hardback, and I would, you know, read uh, one for about four years, and I wore the pages out and lose the spine of it, and so on. Then I would go to the next one, and so I, I don't know. I've probably worn out four or five different chronological Bibles <laughs> because I'm always making notes and I'm like cross-referencing. I'm seeing things and putting things together. I use charts to help build Bible memory. I really want to know God's story. And I don't believe you have to go to seminary to know God's story. You can be a 76-year-old woman, and I've had this happen in a leadership group. Like, I don't think I can learn the story of the Bible. And I said, stay with me. <laughs> she did it, and she's like sitting in Panera's, told the story of the Bible using the 14 eras. And people were stopping saying, this is incredible. I didn't know anybody could do this. It's a story is is noble by anybody who desires to put in the sweat equity Amen. to be able to know a story. We're going to help you be successful at your endeavor. We have a blog that follows the reading. We have a podcast where you have a weekly lecture that comes straight out of your reading. Stop there a second. Now, something I really liked on your website were these videos. Is it your daughter? My daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's on board. I mean, she's like listening to a seminary professor. I mean, yes, oh yes. my goodness, fantastic. So she deals with a hard question. So this is the hard question that came up in your reading. This let are, are three or four questions that she deals with those things. And you know, so we're not shy. I mean, when you start seriously reading the Bible, you're going to come across some hard stuff, and you're going to think, I don't even know what's going on there. Well, you know, we have a tool to help you understand exactly what you're reading. And so and those videos, I guess you consistently do. We did those last year. We killed ourselves, knocked ourselves out, <laughs> doing three a week for a whole year. And what's nice is they're permanent. Once we've done the hard thing, they're out there, and so they're available for people, and they're free. A subscription is for free. We have So we have those. We have the podcast, weekly podcast. We have articles on our website. Seriously, if a person wants to be Bible literate, CBT ought to be the place to go to. And there's a daily devotional guide, actually, with every single day's readings for 365 days. There's a devotional guide on the website that you can access that will further enhance your reading. Well, let's give the website so folks can know where to go. What is the address? It's chronologicalbibleteaching.com. I know it's long, but that's what it is. Chronologicalbibleteaching.com. Okay. And listen, friends, go there and check out what we're talking about I think you will like the videos. If you're a pastor, you need to be there because this is some really rich material that you'll want to look at. Since we talked the other day, I need to go out and get one of these Bibles. I was doing it by just using the plan I found Mm -hmm. online. But I'll tell you, you I started reading and I started getting kind of confused. And I thought, well, I'm just going to go to bed. The next morning when I woke up, all this story was in my head, and I saw it. You know, It was like I had never seen before. So it was really interesting. (laughs) Don't get frustrated. Just be consistent. Yes. And what might be hard now is you consistently do it. It's going to just like pop. Oh, yes. 43 years later, I'll read it. And I'm like, somebody's wrote, slipped that in there overnight. I never saw that before. Because the word of God is that way. It's alive. It's powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. It's able to divide asunder the soul and the spirit. And what does it do? It exposes our heart and our motives. You know, when you come to the Word of God, it's like a mirror. It's going to show you who who you are. But not only that, it's going to show you like a window who God is in response to who you are. It's incredible. My former pastor, Dr. Adrian Rogers, used to say, just start reading. Don't worry about the part you don't understand. Because if you just start reading, you'll start understanding the parts that you didn't understand. I remember that Ginger used to say, there's plenty there you will understand, too. (laughs) But but those things that are hard to understand is you consistently read and study. That's the the beauty. It's a feast for the mind and for the soul. Wow. And for the spirit. Well, something that I read on your website was, we cannot assume that God's people are Bible literate, especially 
when they live among cultures who tell different stories about the world. Mm -hmm. Because of social media, because of the world we live in today, more messages about the world, not what the Bible teaches, are, are coming out, you know, in all kinds of shapes, sizes, and everything. And it's so easy to be swamped by that. It is. I have an illustration about that that just happened yesterday. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a family counselor in another part of the country. And she was telling me about this teenage girl who had come out to her parents that she was bisexual. And so, so she spent some time with my friend. The problem was is that she would heard as you're going through your sexual adolescence and you're trying to figure yourself out that this was like an acceptable behavior. She was not bisexual at all. She was just like, you know, you get to determine your own sexuality. So she was just doing the cultural narrative that had been had dictated that. Mm-hmm. So she was responding to that narrative. I really believe in the absence of the biblical narrative, the enemy will give you another narrative and you will live that out to your own demise yeah Mm -hmm. but when you know the truth the truth will do what it will set you free set you free that's what you're trying to do is help people be set free free the gospel frees us Mm -hmm. frees us to for a better story to a better storyteller (laughs) to a better author why don't we calibrate our lives with that story (laughs) boy things would be a lot different in the world we live in if we did that yes totally ladies this has been great Okay, now, do you have classes? We have a a lot of different discipleship groups all over the Memphis area and led in women's homes, typically women, because they have more time. And I'm a woman, and I've invested in women, so you're going to have a lot more of that. So we also have curriculum for Sunday school. If you want to, as a Sunday school class, read through the chronological Bible together, we have curriculum, a lecture for every single week for the teacher to be able to put that together so to make your experience of reading the Bible appreciatively deep so that you're experiencing all that God intended you to do. So, yes, there are groups all over the city of Memphis. We are having our emphasis next year. It's 20, it's 2020, have seen 2020 and 2020. <laughs> I love it. And it is read the Bible with us uh, this year. Make this commitment. And I find that, yes, I read the Bible devotionally and I get a lot out of it. But it's amazing when I am processing what I'm reading with a group of people and they're reading the same thing. It's like holding up a diamond. And I can only see with limited vision from my, my perspective, my age, my worldview, yeah. my education, da, da, da. But it's interesting when other people are processing that, what they see, because it's there in the story. Yeah. I am a, the richer person for it. So I love and value group um, participation, groups together, and the accountability of reading the Bible together. But I believe you can go on the website, and if you're interested in joining a group, there's a place on the website yes. where you can acknowledge that right. and get placed into a group. And give that address again. And bring your friend, chronologicalbibleteaching.com. Wow. Ladies, this has been great. Thank you so much. You're going to have to come back, and we'll talk more about the exciting venture of studying chronologically. Let's do it. Thanks so much for how you're allowing God to use you. Thanks for that phone call, Ginger, hooking us up today to make this happen. Thank you. Appreciate it so much. Well, friends, that's all the time that we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I do appreciate you stopping by. Read chronologically. Get that chronological Bible. Share it with a friend, too. Go to that website. One more time, Iva May. ChronologicalBibleTeaching.com. ChronologicalBibleTeaching.com. I'm Byron Tyler. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.